0: You're tuning in to Past Our Prime, a show powered by squad locker.
1: Let's be great. Let's be great. Here are your hosts, retired Astros minor
0: league star Tip Fairchild, and former Patriots All-Pro Center Dan Copin. Go rock this thing, huh? Love you, man. Hi Dan. Is that how you want to start? (laughs) Episode 78. You were we're delayed there. Well, you go. Do our thing. I was
2: just I was just taking my time. Don't, don't rush me.
0: Beautiful day out there. All right. Uh,
2: welcome to the program. Episode 78. That's mm-hmm. the tip. I'm Dan. Brought to you as always by Squad Locker, your one-stop shop for your, all of your custom decoration needs, a dynamic, dynamic platform mm. for your youth organizations, your high schools or your businesses direct, direct to the consumer's home.
0: Love that. It's what we Order
2: do. it, ship it right to the house. We give back people their time, which is the most valuable thing Whew. that we can offer. I have a new role here. Is it official? Yeah. When did it become official? Do you ever check LinkedIn or anything? Or?
0: I, I've been on LinkedIn a lot lately. <laughs> 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 I'm I'm like, didn't, maybe I Maybe I don't pop up on your feed. I put up a post. Maybe we're not friends. Is it friends? are we <laughs> friends? <laughs> are we associates? Yeah, you're, we're connected, I think. So oh,
2: um,
0: I do have a new role. So vice president of business development.
2: Oh, your business development is the new.
0: Sorry. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. So, so you were director of sales. Yep, had a lot of people reporting into that. We've got some good management in place to continue with existing customers and new customers and chat and onboarding and the whole thing. So we're gonna refocus some attention towards some large partnership stuff and uh, bringing those things in. We're already like rolling. Well, we've been doing this for a couple months. But we there's just blood in today. the water.
2: and You're going for whales. Oh yeah,
0: we we've got some whales. We're chum. We're, the chum has been <laughs> there's of chum. The chum has been spread, dumped. Yeah, something. And then you're doing some chumming for me. I'm chumming. I'm trying to chum. You're throwing the chum right in. Well, and we're lining it up.
2: It's 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 the more you can do mm-hmm. is probably as a Play. you know being a part of a team. Yeah, the more yeah. jobs that you can do. The more job security you have,
0: absolutely. I so love that.
2: That is, that's what's been ingrained in me for a long time. So, mm-hmm. hey, whatever we can do, yes. Yeah, so we good, have good people around here uh, that care about getting the job done right. That's what's happening. So that's 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 where we are, and um, we're coming we're into gonna,
0: heavy busy season again. I think I said that last episode, but this is like where really the rubber meets the road, where the rest of the year is. Pedal to the metal. Yeah, I mean, they, school starts, you're, you're, fall you're, Yeah, you're coming in the
2: fall, you're coming into school, and you know, holiday, the kids, the kids winter have been sports. off all summer, so the parents are ready for kids to go back to school. Yep.
0: Yep. And so we, let's roll. We are rolling. So uh, who do we have on today?
2: We're going to be joined by Jen O'Brien, who's the director of the American Special Hockey Association, which is a uh-huh. really, really cool uh, organization that they have that offer hockey, um, non-contact hockey, to... Uh, individuals with you know uh, mental or physical uh, disabilities, uh, maybe so we'll they can enjoy the the sport of hockey.
0: Yeah, so great great cause, great program. Um, they've been utilizing squad Locker for a while, and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. But also, there's some other topics that Max did graciously write on the board here for us to cover. Maybe we'll bring Jen in on some of those. Let's see. Sounds good.
2: Let's we'll yeah, see. We'll see. All right, let's bring, so, Jen, let's in. bring Jen in. All right, we got Jen O'Brien right now, the executive executive director. Is it executive director or just director? What do you prefer? What's more powerful Ooh. of a title, CEO? I actually
1: kind of go by Jen. That seems okay. Oh, it's Jen, <laughs> yeah, Jen. Jen,
2: from the American Special Hockey Association. Oh, I like
0: that. That's perfect. perfect.
2: Uh, a, I, I mean, I my sister has intellectual disabilities, so I grew up going to the Special Olympics. Um, mm-hmm. Worked with best buddies over the course of. Uh, You know, the last 10, 15 years uh, when I got into the NFL. So I know all the great things that they do, but tell me, where did the special hockey come from?
1: Well, special hockey started about 27, 28 years ago um, in North America in something called the Heart League. And it started with a couple guys in St. Louis and a few folks up in the Toronto area. And what happened is that they realized that individuals with disabilities um, wanted to play. They had siblings, friends, cousins, uncles, you know, or in Canada, it's, you know, the national sport, it's in their blood, right? So they wanted, everybody wanted to play the game, but being able to adapt the game and find a way to do that, um, was kind of the mission of the beginning of it all. And the Heart League did a fantastic job with that. And it kind of evolved um, over the last 26 years in both uh, their organizations, multiple in, in Canada and uh, USA Hockey and ASHA, both uh, support the need here in the United States. And everything's kind of evolved a lot since. Um, but how it started was a bunch of people who just really wanted to welcome everyone to the game. And I think at the core, that is still what we're doing.
0: hmm so max told us that's a great message and you know perfect perfect type of association and group that we work with at Locker a lot of times you know and we we like to be inclusive towards whether it's a certain team or activity you know in any level right could be at youth adult all the way through that's what we do um max did tell me though that you're currently located in maine which automatically makes you a better person right now because i'm a mainer <laughs> at heart i Where just was go. up there also uh, um it always goes back to maine yeah it does are oh, you yeah, if you're I, from
1: maine, that's yeah. absolutely true are, i'm originally from bangor okay so you are from
0: maine originally yeah, okay yeah. You no know, and
1: i actually go back generations on both sides so i mm-hmm. can actually claim to be a real mainer i can tell you every bert and i joke and every tim sample joke yep. and i Came out of the county with all my
0: teeth. I've got. That, all right, I know. All right, I was going to say you do
2: have a nice I, smile. I do, so. I, do, I do have a follow up to this okay, too. I'm ready, just basically, I'm ready. are you? Good? Okay. I'm in full. Sweat. All right. <laughs> it's hot, it's today. hot here. So, are you? You're from Maine, right? Uh, have you always grown up around hockey? No. No. Okay. Because no, when you say no. Canada or Canada, is that how Maine talks? Because it sounds like you know how hockey players, even if yeah. they're from like. New York, or or Wisconsin, or you know Minnesota. You're getting up there. You have an accent there with the A. But I noticed that. I I went to Boston College, so I, I I've no hung out with a lot of college hockey players that were from the United States, but it sounds like they're from Canada. And when I'm talking to you, I detect a little Canadian accent. I think this, I think it's just from being around hockey people for a long time.
1: Well, that would be true. I mean, I spent a lot of time on the phone with Canada yesterday, um, but I'm really from the Maritimes. um, So you probably know uh, there's an island called Vinylhaven. I lived Mm -hmm. on Vinylhaven for a while, and uh, Cherryfield and Machias kind of believes they're from the, they're probably part Canadian, anyways. Um, So we're all a bit odd up there, I suppose.
0: (laughs) No, this is so what's funny. (laughs) The other day we were looking at the main coast. Remember, we were looking at the main coast and we were trying to find something on a map. And then after Dan was watching I played around and I was going to mention this to him but he was jumped on the phone that I used to I used to play for Monmouth in basketball and we used to take the ferry to Vinylhaven yep. and play a basketball game. Yep. S- and then set up cots in the gym, <laughs> sleep there that <laughs> night and then play again the next day and then go well, home. Well it makes a, make, I mean the, you don't yeah. want to take the ferry back and forth, I get it. Yeah, there's a different rule set when you live out on wild oh, haven also I, I there's just, not much law I need to spend out there. more time in maine to you figure out what, what the heck's I mean, going on i know on we're gonna
1: there. i know we're recording but did you hear what happened at the beginning of covid um some guys were working on a house up near the quarry and um they're all construction guys so they figured they're okay they're just gonna go quarantine and do mm-hmm. covid up there and they came in they got on the ferry and came into town got some groceries at hannaford's and they went back and when they got back a bunch of locals used chainsaws and guns and told them like Get like, out! He's down across the, the road and said, "You guys can't come out."
0: Yeah, there's no <laughs> rules. The, they make their own law and violence. Chainsaws I did, and guns. The the main just came out in you, Jen. You said Hannaford. Oh, Hannaford
1: because it
0: (laughs) technically is hannaford is that the grocery store (laughs) yes okay but i I heard a hannaford a hannaford there which is a that's a main move right there so yeah Yeah, so
1: i mean i'm in in Bay now i mean i won't lie i'm on southport so i'm kind of you know i live in a camper Mm -hmm. for most of the summer so i have uh it's kind of a nice break after being all over the country you know going to rinks and everything else like I have a family, yep. a great husband, two kids, and me and my two dogs are here and I left everybody back in New York. Well,
0: speaking of family, there is a bullet post that Max put up on the board here that you were the New York State mother of the year. Is that a, is that a thing? Like this is that I is feel like thing. there should be that a, not gonna thing. make that Max isn't gonna make that up. I know, I feel like there should be like a big plaque behind you or a medal that you wear for that. I do have a medal. <laughs> I do have
1: a medal. Um So, um, my daughter and some friends nominated me um, in 2018 for the New York State Mother of the Year, and I think my response was much like yours, like, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. sure. (laughs) And then um, I found out a little bit more about the organization. It's called um, American Mothers, and they were not weird. So, I kind of was (laughs) like, okay, (laughs) they weren't weird. (laughs) Yeah, no, <laughs> and um, it turned out to be a really neat group of people, and um, so I was recognized as a 2018 Mother of the Year. But since we all like hockey and sports, I'll tell you the 2022 Mother of the Year for all of the country, mm-hmm. happens to be Doris Donnelly. And she was uh, quite well known for blind hockey mm-hmm. out of uh, Colorado. And I didn't get to vote for her because we were friends. I, I had to, but American mothers was started by Eleanor Roosevelt back mm-hmm. in the day. And we are recognized um, as the folks who actually own the trademark of mother of the year. Well, so, Tip's not pardon. very good on
2: history, so he might not know who Eleanor Roosevelt
0: no, was. No, I, I, I've got history covered, and and this is this <laughs> feels like something that should be promoted more. There should be a televised event, you know, where they have all the states come in, kind of like a, a Miss America or a whatever pageant, and then the moms are like, hey. You do the crowning. I don't know what the the appropriate a trophy should be. It's, it's a medal. A medal. Well, it's it's we're crowning, definitely not a beauty
1: pageant. I'll say that. I mean, no, it's a. a
0: it's even better than that. You're the people that dropped everybody off at the rink or brought us to the field and right. like made sure that the dinner was on the table yeah, and the cooler was. Lunches. Yeah, yeah, that's that's more important than anything.
1: Well, it's a really cool group, and if you guys want to help get the word out, we're always looking for more mothers to get nominated. And I'm actually now part of the national board and. I don't know if Max is going to put up there. One of the other things I do with it is I'm now a delegate to the United Nations for the UN Council for the Status of Women. I'm one of like tens of thousands of women, but it is really kind of cool to get involved with that. It's been about three weeks in March every year, like attending different events, mostly online these last two years, just really learning more about what other mothers are doing across the world um, and post-COVID. So it's been kind of cool, but there is a lot of group of hockey moms and sports moms, and football moms, and baseball moms, Mm -hmm. and We talk a lot about how sport and health and connecting kids and connecting families and raising up not only you know our children but raising up our communities through our connections and it takes teams and so sports always plays a big role in that so it's always Mm -hmm. fun to kind of talk about that
0: let's let's touch on that for a minute yeah because we did this a couple weeks ago we talked about so i have two young daughters eight and six dan's in the same kind of age bracket a little bit older and has, has three kids so I'm starting to learn what it's like to be a parent at these events. And you mentioned, you said, you know, we have a lot of baseball moms and softball moms and hockey moms. And it's, it's a lot. (laughs) It's It's not just, and it's dads too, but like we're talking mother of the year. So, you know, it's not about the, uh, as much about like when I was growing up, it was like the oranges at halftime. Right. And cheering in the stands. Now it's like, man, this is getting intense. Like, parents are getting cranked up and fired up where where do you stand on this are you like a a a crazy parent or were you you know when your kids were growing up like a crazy parent crazy mom like or dad that's like going nuts at the officials and wanting to fight everybody in the parking lot or were you much more of a (laughs) hey you know i'm gonna root for my kid and our team well
1: both of my kids have cerebral palsy So I'll also like to tell this story and then I'll get into where I stand on it. But my kids were there. They were about your kids ages, maybe a year younger. Um, We went to a dance recital and my daughters were, one has left hemiplegia, which means she's paralyzed on her left side. Mm -hmm. And my other daughter had 65 small strokes. So she's kind of like low tone. My kids were both very unique, but they ended up like when one of those like 10,000, like win $10,000 video moments, they got into an argument at the end of the stage during their Irish dance in O'Brien, right? And they were like arguing with each other. And we got off the stage and, or they got off the stage and everybody was crying and laughing and carrying on because it was really, really hysterical, except for two moms who were like the dance moms. And the dance moms pitched such a fit that my daughters got kicked out of dance. They were like, yeah, yeah, this isn't going to work. And so later that afternoon, when I came home to, um, when we got home, there was a voicemail from the local folks who do field hockey. And they were like, yeah, we really don't take kids with disabilities. And so your kids don't qualify for field hockey. And I'm like, they're five years old. Like, right. they can't play.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And then... I opened the mail and I had a letter from Special Olympics. And Special Olympics said because my kids didn't have cognitive disabilities, they only had cerebral palsy, they also didn't qualify for Special Olympics. Wow. So that was a really bad day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people ask me why I do what I do. And why I got involved with special hockey and American special hockey or what I do. And if you want to talk about me being a mother, well, I did what every mother does mm-hmm. is I really look hard for a way to find my kids to belong and to feel like they belong to something and to learn more from other people, from teamwork, from sportsmanship and everything else. And so I started hanging around more and more at, at the with the um, local AHL senators in Binghamton, New York. And we uh, started another not-for-profit that basically threw paint at everybody. It was super fun called the magic paintbrush project. And we served about 66,000 people by mistake, but we had a good time doing it over 12 years. And um, then we, and from that, I got, we started a special hockey team, like a few Mm -hmm. years down the road and one thing leads to another. And so when you talk about those, those two dance moms, right? maybe I should go back and thank them because they just put me towards like a different direction of finding alternative ways to Mm -hmm. let my kids be involved with something, even if they don't play hockey. Now, mind you, neither of my kids really wanted to play hockey, but they loved being around hockey. They're great managers. They're great equipment managers. They can do anything. Great organizers. They just didn't really want to play hockey itself, but they, they both know the sports and my husband's involved with MMA and boxing. um, So both of them can also judge an MMA match any day. So
0: got it. it. And is so with the organization now, how many total members, you know, or would it be called members? How many members are in it? How spread out is it? Right. Like, is it in every state? Like, take us through that a little bit.
1: Great. So the American special hockey association had 55 teams when I started with it uh, six years ago and like anything lately, things have been evolving at a different pace than usual. So we're now at about 119 organizations that, We support, we have about 98 to 99 on the ice as of right now. There'll be about 112 on the ice, I think, by November of this year. Mm -hmm. We have 5,055 current registrants as of this morning, because I was looking at the paperwork. Um, We're the most diverse league on the continent. Um, So you'll find people of all ethnic backgrounds, boys, girls, ages. We go from 5 to 50 on the same line. Um, we start at age five. So we we try not to put, you know, a little tiny guy below five on the line with a 26 year old kid, Mm -hmm. but it goes by their ability to play, you know, so you may be just learning to skate. That's our C level. You may be a B level and you're, you know, the basics of the game will look a little bit more like uh, an AU game. And then if you get into our higher level, they'll look like high school uh, varsity levels. And we have some collegiate players as well. And we have so a lot of kids have gone on to play uh, college club hockey, which mm-hmm. is amazing to yeah. us. So we really have to not only are we diverse in who we are, we're diverse in our abilities. And we go from Alaska. Uh, we have a team in Anchorage and I have a team in South Florida. So and San Diego to we're just starting one in Maine. Mm -hmm. So just you know they're the Penobscot Phoenix. Just so you know. Nice. So
2: we have we have uh, a challenge. We we call it up in our area where we live. Challenger leagues where on a Friday night for a flag football game, uh, (laughs) you know, hour from five to six will be the challenger. Uh, kids doing yep. that and flags only once a week and they have you know soccer and and um, baseball and, and other sports as well how does that hockey work you say you know some kids are going on in college and playing club is that i mean hockey's a commitment right and, and also
0: rink time is hard rink time, time, time and all that
2: so is it yeah. like practice nights is it skills and games where they play one another how did i like what's the time commitment for the special hockey league
1: well, it really depends. Um, if you think about, we serve such a variety of athletes and such a variety of needs that um, one of the challenges of my job is that I have 119 people who invented the sport in their community. So they have to adapt that team to work for their right. community. Well, Some are simply... Small youth hockey, they use hockey as a way to do lots of social interactions and social time, and that they but none of us are competitive, okay? Mm-hmm. So we don't have like these tournaments where someone take winner takes all, okay? Yeah. That's, that's not the way we play. We are always friendly style. Um, so, what happens is some teams play like that, and there are teams um, that like to play more competitively that have that regular, more regimented um, feel and very typical to typical hockey. And if that works for them, that's great. We just try to work with them to match them towards other teams that have the same playing methodologies and the thinking. And we make sure that the coaches are talking beforehand. Um, we have very few, like, really regimented rules. Um, no, there's no hitting, there's, you know, no slap shots, things like that. Um, but as long as everybody, you know, obviously you don't start before the age of five, but we're non-contact for the most part. So we'd really try to work with the coaches and the organizations to find another one that's a good match for their needs. So those players can play where they need to play. Yep. You know, everybody needs to be the dignity of who they are. You know, just mm-hmm. because you're not playing, you know, top level hockey doesn't mean that you're any less able to be an incredible teammate. And we really want to bring that home every time we can, Is everybody has the ability to be a good sport and a good teammate, no matter how good you can skate or how good you can score. What you can do always is be there, you yeah. know, and that, that's a big part of what we do. And so creating that network of, of sharing of information and sharing resources and sharing you know, opportunities is so crucial to what we do with our association.
2: Right. you may have you may have said this earlier. you didn't grow up playing hockey. You didn't have that in in your background. The girls are like equipment managers and 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 that sense and not necessarily on the ice. but so how did special hockey, how did you find that?
1: So it kind of found us. Um I was with obviously, we were doing a lot of work with the uh, Binghamton Senators at the time. And uh, one of the guys who used to play for the Binghamton Senators, a guy named Matt Karkner. And when the AHL team was pulling out and going to Belleville, they were kind of doing different things in the community. And I got I got a little miffed because I'm a mom. And, you know, moms are like, okay, let's go fix this. I'm like, all right, so you guys don't want to do as much as you were doing in the community. So fine. I heard about the special hockey team thing. So we're just going to start a special hockey team. And Okay, gotcha. I, that's how it yeah. started. And what happened was um after about two years of me doing that with that one local team i got contacted by the board of directors and the founder of american special hockey he was looking to kind of retire out and um he asked me if i'd be interested in taking on the role that i have now and because i'm really really particular about governance and transparency and good business practice and um so it was really important for me to, you know, consider what I wanted to do. And then I went out and tried to help as many of these organizations figure out how to be, you know, the best that they needed to be and helping give tools, materials and opportunity to do that. So it took me a few months to make the decision. But it was my younger daughter who was, uh, I think, in eighth grade at the time who said she really wanted me to, you know, go for it and because nice. uh, she thought it would be super fun. And uh, so we did it together.
0: Yeah, the... the um. Hockey and, and the NHL has come up twice in these um yeah. really like inclusive conversations that we're having. Kurt uh was it what was his last name, Max Weaver, am I thinking? Kurt, who was our guest from You Can Play Project? We'll plug in the right uh, name. <laughs> so the You Can Play project is is another yeah. big initiative, right, with inclusion for the LBGT community, right? And they mentioned also that hockey is, like, where this really, really started in the NHL, and those teams were were a big part of that. And you're kind of saying the same thing. Like, this really started with hockey and them being open and receptive to this and, like, wanting to be part of it, which is hockey's been twice now yeah, in this kind of inclusive very, thing.
2: Very recent, too. And, and it,
0: it – it got me thinking like of how, you know, I don't see it a lot in baseball, softball, maybe not, you know, maybe not in football because it's a little more contact and everything too. Yeah, but, but they do the flag.
2: I think right. flag is really inclusive with that because that takes the physicality but out I, as well as Jen was, that I was talking about. One sport
0: I was thinking about too that you do see a lot of adaptive, you know, type of, you know, programs that are out there is skiing. I see that all the time. Like when you go to the ski mountain, like that is, and you're, you being from Maine, you know, you probably know like every single mountain you go to, Sugarloaf or Sunday River or or Loon, they always have almost a, you know, pretty substantial like adaptive ski center. Right. And it's, it's a big piece of it. So it's these winter sports, it's these uh, ice sports.
1: I'd love to tell. You, that's most we love the, the adaptive skiing. Both my daughters loved adaptive skiing, so I just want you to know they did it mm-hmm. as well. And um, a, a, I would say the large majority of our athletes participate in adaptive skiing if it's in their area. Mm-hmm. They also participate in Challenger League baseball a lot. Challenger um, basketball. Mm-hmm. We're starting to do a little bit more unified. So if you've seen the stuff that uh, Special Olympics is doing, they're doing more unified. We just had our first unified games um, for higher level down in Florida with the Florida Panthers. We were really excited to have that with them um we just did them they were super fun um but let's talk about the nhl really quick and what they're doing with inclusion and and i can at least say that i have enough firsthand experience there to not be someone who's going to be criticized criticizing them uh kim davis jeff scott in and that entire crew that is behind the scenes at the nhl has been working tirelessly from the minute i met them Um, and Jeff Scott, even previous to his position, he was with the New Jersey Devils. that They were really looking to change the culture of how hockey was, you know, embracing everybody. You know, they really wanted to open up the doors to more people to feel welcome to the sport. And as a woman who works in the sport, I can tell you it's sometimes very difficult to really feel like you're welcome and a part of it. You know, it's an old boys club. It really yeah. is, And but it's getting better. And mm-hmm. and Kim Davis and Matt and her entire group. Uh, Paul LaCaruba is another one, you know. And Commissioner Bettman is also super supportive. They realized the NHL really realized that they had to change their game plan in order to make sure that this sport had a future. They had yep. to include more people, right? And you know, I think one of the things Kim often says is, you know, it's it's you know, it's it's the momentum, not just you know, keep the momentum going. It's not the moment. You know, keep that momentum. You have to keep the movement going. Mm -hmm. And it's not each, you know, you'll have good moments and you'll have bad moments, but we're all just kind of keeping this work going. So I did spend about two years with the Youth Hockey Inclusion Committee, which was a short term committee that that they brought together people of all abilities um, and all backgrounds. Um, to figure out how to make, more, how make hockey more inclusive at the youth level. And they were, they've been talking a lot about these challenging and difficult conversations. They were some really challenging and difficult conversations. And one of the conversations, I mean, everybody would talk about the obvious things that are going on about inclusion, and I'd be in the background going, hey, hey, you know, you're all one hit away from being one of us. Do you want to know that we're here? Uh-huh. You know, yeah. and I think one of the benefits of being from the state of Maine is I have absolutely no filter. So you have no problem whatsoever saying, you know, come on, Mm -hmm. when are you going to realize that, you know, one in every four Americans is impacted by a disability, whether it's themselves or a member of their family? You know, one in every six human beings that go to a hockey game needs some kind of way to get in there or have to do something different to access it less than traditionally.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So pay attention to, you know, not every, it's not always the the obvious barriers to inclusion. Sometimes disabilities and barriers aren't seen. And so a lot of the work that we do with the association is to let people see that this is an active part of hockey. Like just because they're not like the greatest players out there, right? Not everybody's going to be Alex Ovechkin, right? But Mm -hmm. what does Alex Ovechkin love to do with us once a year? Skate with us. And you can't tell the difference between Alex on the ice and our other kids, other than he steals everyone's pucks, and then I get—I <laughs> tell him, "Be amazed," you know. You know, I'm probably the only main person who's ever been able to say I've chased around Alex Ovechkin and took away his stick one time because mm-hmm. he was digging it. You know, he couldn't keep it off the puck. But he's so great with the kids, yeah. And he's so great with the athletes. And so, um, when you see that kind of inclusion of all levels and all communities and all cultures, you know, you see so much more but I have to really thank the NHL Mm -hmm. they have been really brave um they have taken some real heated moments for me I'm really I don't stop advocating that's the probably the largest part of my job is always advocating
2: yeah
1: I mean um, I think it's I mean the
2: NHL and we've heard that Mm -hmm. and what you just said is absolutely what we heard and you know it's not it's you know these you know the 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 players that are playing in youth leagues now right not everybody is playing in the nhl but what they're doing is growing their fan base
0: yeah
2: and that applies to the people with special needs as well you know and then growing that fan base doesn't mean like we're not playing in the nhl not all of us are playing in the Mm. nhl but we're going to go to those games we're going to support those athletes we're going to buy their jerseys my sister learned at a slower pace than play pace than um a normal person mm-hmm. so you know whether she was her learning was affected or whatever but i guarantee you she knew everything there was about football yeah she was yep. my biggest fan whatever team i was playing for their biggest fan going mm-hmm. to games cheering on knew all the players and when she would go to these things and watch it on tv non-stop and not even if i was playing mm-hmm. she would just watch nfl football she was just a fan yep. and he'd go and watch these kids and i looked at your planner for the uh, special hockey. (laughs) That planner is absolutely incredible. They're going to the Bruins, they're going to the Columbus Blue Jackets, they're going to the Florida Panthers. What's it like for these kids, and not only these kids, these parents, when they walk into these arenas and be like, holy, I was gonna curse there, I'm not gonna curse, but holy crap, look at this ice, or look at this arena. I mean, their their, their faces just have to light up. Mm -hmm.
1: It is really rewarding um, but it's equally rewarding to see the look on the folks that have worked behind the scenes to make that moment happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I get to be the fly on the wall for that. And I think I get as emotional seeing that whole mix happen. And I'll, let's talk about Florida for a bit. Uh, the Florida Panthers, I approached them and asked them if we could do our a, what we call our A-friendly games, which are higher-level games. And then I said, hey, why don't we do these unified with the local kids um coming and they ended up bringing the hockey team from Marjorie stoneman douglas high school Mm -hmm. um, and those guys and of course they've had a lot of trauma going on as well and um they brought a couple other you know the the local high school but a lot of them came from that that area around um, coral springs and what we did is we put them all on the benches together and nobody knew really who was disabled and who wasn't disabled and we had some really great games but we did go to over to uh, Florida Live, which is with BBT B and T Center. Now it's Florida Live, and they didn't really tell us what was going to go on, other than um, they weren't going to tell us who was going to be in the locker room. By the way, it was Lomberg, who's also from Maine. Just so you know, he played for University of Maine, and um, it
2: all goes back to Maine every time. It always does. <laughs> <is>. It always does.
1: <laughs> but they like these the athletes, the parents. We kind of broke the parents off. And the parents went into, out into the bowl where we had set up this beautiful pizza party. Like, it looked amazing. They had the lights. Everything was their logo. Their kids' names were up there. They had the jumbotron going. They had half of it set up for street hockey and half of it for this pizza party. And we let the parents just visit. But what they realized that that NHL space was all about them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, they went and stood at where center ice would be if the ice was in and looked up at the jumbotron and saw their kids' names. And you saw them wiping away tears. like they they that. And it's about that feeling of I'm included, yep. you know. I, yeah. it, and it really was. And at the same time, the athletes were taken to the locker room where they were, if they, when they walked in, they had jerseys that had their name on them all done up. And they had the locker tags, you know, and you get there with your name on it and the logo. Mm-hmm. Now that's up there. And it's like the real one. It's not even like done on paper. It was really done. And Ryan was in there greeting each of them. And it was remarkable to see how much that meant to them. And then we walked them out. um, When they got through with the locker room, they would walk out through like the Panther head, just as the players would have skated out, right? To their parents cheering them on. And that was a great feeling. But when I looked over and saw the Panthers staff, the looks on their faces when they realized that just that little bit of effort on their part was so big and then when you're in the grind if you you I mean you guys are both in professional sports when you're in the grind it's the grind right mm-hmm. getting that reminder of why it's so real and so pure is so inspiring to keep you going yeah. so yeah. i think i i watched that happen and was like ah oh, that was just that was so good that was so so good
0: yeah there's the um saying just that gave me goosebumps yeah i know that yeah. it's it that's how it works and there's the saying that Always sign as many autographs as you can because you never know when it's going to be your last one. And I always looked at it that way when I was playing, you know, like in, in the minor leagues, if there was 85 kids lined up, it was like, what's well, like five more minutes for me? If I'm not late for something, if I have to be somewhere, like it's tough, right? But if it's if you're going in and the food's out and you're like, geez, I'd like to go get a, like a quick bite to eat before the game, like it's going to be there in five minutes. You know, so sign every one of the kids' things because you don't know what's going to change their, you know. I mean, Dan, you're in that situation too. I mean, and this isn't like a, I don't know how to say this without, it's not like a braggadocious <laughs> thing. It's like, you don't know if, like, just, that's the first ball the kids ever had signed and it's the only one that's on their shelf yeah. right now. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's funny, like, I'll see these things. Um, I'm in this big, massive uh, Facebook group that's all, uh, current and former major and minor league baseball players is 15,000 of us in it. And there's these pictures sometimes they'll pop up of a ball or something signed and people are trying to recognize like whose it was. And then it's because that it might've been like their kid's only signature that they had, right. Until maybe like their dad was a pro athlete or something. And that one of them popped up with, my, with me the other day Nice. that was uh, it was my, signature in a set of cards and it was like the last it was i was like the last one to come in for this like set of 80 you know and it's like those things are if i didn't sign that that person wouldn't have ever had it probably right and like it's it's a cool thing to you know always sign them because you don't know when it's going to be your last i like what she said
2: about the joy on their faces because i've been involved with these athletes on a number of different events over different sports or, or different times in my life. And you're right. It goes back to the purity of the game and just wanting to be there around their friends and socialize and, and learn those values. And it, you can't, you can't get that time back. Even mm-hmm. if it's just for an hour on a Friday for flag football instance, it doesn't, doesn't matter how long or mm-hmm. whatever. It just look at why they're doing it. They're doing it for the
0: pure love of the game. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely true. And that's one of the other things that works really well for our organization is that we have peer coaches. So they're called mentors or junior coaches. And some of our teams have, you know, I think we have one in Southern Connecticut that has well, about 125 kids sign up to do that. You mm-hmm. know, and other ones have 10 or 15. We try to recognize three a year or four a year for a, a scholarship mm-hmm. um, just for their, what they're doing. And um, that those friendships that are built in sports go well beyond the locker room. And I think both of you know that yep. and how important that is. And why you think about that signature, how much that would mean to a kid. And it, sometimes that's just a connection. It's a feeling like you're connected. Mm-hmm. My prized possession, just so you know, is a Ted Williams signed ball that I got from his mm-hmm. that I will never give up, you know, like, my house might burn down. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Out. Tip's
0: coming up the main to grab. It. Yeah, that's a, good one. <laughs> that's a that's a real good one. Um, you mentioned the uniform thing, too. And we'll talk yeah. about a little bit of the squad locker side where you're I mean. wearing, you know, an item that's logoed, has your name on it. And like every okay. and that's how we feel here at Squad Locker. Like and one major thing that we talk about is inclusion with all sports and all clubs and activities. Right. Where if you're the high school, we'll cover high school for a second because it's just easier to talk about schools with this. You know that the football team is like going to have somebody that helps them get their gear, right? You know that probably the hockey team, the baseball team, right? There's maybe soccer. Like, there's a lot of sports that probably have that, you know, thing that they get. They're at the top of the list. Top of the list. Yeah. But there are a ton of clubs and activities and sports that don't get that. And that's where we look at it. We We don't need to be because we have no minimums and because we can, we do the artwork for free. It can be the, the, you know, the chess club that has three people in it, right. Or the robotics team or the student council that has five people, or, you know, if there's an, you know, there's some type of, uh, unified team, unified team, you know, that's combines a few schools, right? Like we can help with that. And that's, that's a big, huge part of our mission because like you said, when the kids went in and saw their jerseys in there, or they're able to buy a sweatshirt that has a logo, that's massive. Right. And that, that's a feeling of being, of belonging to something like the, the, Handing out of the jerseys or the jersey coming to your house is a massive event in a kid's life, no matter how many times, it no matter how many teams you play for. Yep. Right. And Absolutely. that's what we think.
1: Absolutely. And you guys make it easy, just so you know. Um, mm. I'll give you I, I love to work. The squad lockers attached to our website and all of our teams are able to access it and set up a store mm-hmm. and. Not only can they get the merchandise that they want, they get to decide on what what they want it on. There's a real big variety, and there's a lot of uh, clothing that you have on that, and things that are on there that are accessible clothing. So you should know that we noted that. Oh, that's cool. Things. Yeah, We're it's really not even it.
0: that's something that somebody thought of. Probably not me. Merchandising <laughs> team probably thought about that. But you also have though one of our favorites. You have Katie Gay as our as your oh, customer success manager who. Probably our, our top hockey person, our favorite hockey person. I think she's the top hockey person around here for a That's lot of people, for sure, for yeah, a I lot mean, of people. And do you know her story with like? So she's one of the first female refs, right? All that. So yeah, she Katie's got a great story. I'm the
1: first member besides your mother of her fan club, and I was going <laughs> to oh. run around chasing her at Cornell with a giant fat head one day, and she just cracks me up. She's a really good. I mean, I yeah. I love her. I love her. She's so sensible. Yeah. And but I've seen her on the ice when she's kind of gotten a little miffed, and it's really funny. Yeah, um, nice.
2: So you so, so you don't bring the crazy hockey parent out unless you're around Katie.
1: No, and I'm just the crazy hockey fan. You can just tell her that. You got know? Got she it. asks got me all the time if I'm riding my big wheel because I drive too slow. She <laughs> said, like, if on 495, she's like, why did you do? ride your big wheel down 495? This it took me like two hours longer than it should have one day.
0: I, I do have another main question for you. Uh, so 42-1 and two. Do you know that what that number is, Dan? 42-1 and two.
2: Uh, it's got probably just something to do with Monmouth. <laughs> no,
0: it's just not anything. No, the U Maine hockey was 42-1 and two. Was it? I can't remember what year it was though. 92. I can't remember this one. This one, um, Jen, but they had the they had a Paul Correa, Montgomery, Montgomery Gar, Snow, the Ferraro brothers, forty two one and two, best hockey team ever. Did they win it? Yeah. Okay. National yeah. champion. So that's a big main piece. My other question though <laughs> is, you said New York, and you're in Booth Bay, and you're from Maine, but do you are you a Patriots fan or a Red Sox fan or where's where do you where does your fandom lie?
1: my fandom well my adopted mother is probably the biggest patriots fan ever and she's very excited that i'm actually getting to be on a podcast with you because i asked her if she knew who you were
0: Mm -hmm. did she say uh, no please "Please tell tell me she said no no. did she say no please (laughs) tell me she said no
1: (laughs) So she's a Patriots fan. Um, The only time I've ever went to an NFL game, I was a um, Giants versus the Seahawks, and I fell asleep. I'm going to be honest with you. All right. So you're more (laughs) a Patriots fan. I'll take that as a Patriots Patriots
2: Yeah. So you're just going
0: to go with the (laughs) Pats. There you go. Okay. Um,
1: And then um, when it comes to baseball, I am a Red Sox fan. Mm
0: -hmm. Good.
1: Um, When it comes to hockey, I'm a Washington Capitals fan. I always have
0: this is, feels like an Ovechkin, Ovechkin thing. Is, is a, no, a, no,
1: actually, it's not an Ovechkin thing. <laughs> um, my parents moved to Washington D.C. in 1980, so I I started going to games out in Landover when I was a kid. So okay, okay, all right, we'll call it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um But uh, to your point, I'm actually if I'm not rooting for the Red Sox, I'm actually rooting for the Astros oh. because my aunt is that. the super fan that was all over the place during. Oh yeah, the you mentioned
0: that, that that you went down to spring training down yes, there I saw I saw that message your
1: cookies. that's right she's made right. a lot of cookies her name was Jan Mingus or she's still down there and uh when she ended up in the hospital and Altuve actually went to the hospital with her for three nights so she's actually really oh, wow. close with all of them so I was I'm in just,
0: extended spring training with yeah. Altuve he was a 17 year old kid then great rock band player he was in my rock band group uh great great guitar player in rock band well but but you, know, you probably, no, Jan champion. probably made you
1: cookies. She's been doing it good for chance. well over twenty years. Yeah, very I can, good. I want to. I
2: want to know if Jan knows you.
0: That's what I want to
2: find. out. Jan does. Out. Can you message Jan? Message <laughs> Jan, Jan. Jan does not. I want to know, know if Jan has
0: actually. Heard you know what?
1: Maybe Jan she does, does know, me. know me.
0: Maybe Jan. She, maybe does she, she does.
1: You know who your name was? Okay. So, okay. That, All right.
0: That's imp- well. I do have a pretty, pretty good name. I have a good. I have a good recognizable name. Just the tip for uh, for uh, yeah for for uh, for athlete. So my other one though is I was going to bring up Celtics because there's you know the news is yes Bill Russell died. Bill
1: Russell passed. Yes. That's not
0: that's not something you want to read during the day. But that's eleven championships, like all time great. He won at every level, all over the place. Yep. Like maybe like
2: he won two with San Francisco eight yeah. in a row and then eleven and then Max said today he was the first he was he was, he a, was a player, player and a coach player and, and a coach at the same time American and the first African American coach just um, a an absolute pioneer of the sport
0: probably Absolutely. I guess you could probably define him as probably one of the biggest winners oh, of all time th-
2: th- the greatest winner probably
0: unless you have over 100 wins in the NFL, 100 games played in the NFL, that no. Dan Koppen is the number one winningest athlete I, even, of all even, time even, in the NFL.
2: Even Jen would agree with this. I think it's about championships. Not, you're right. It's you're not right, you're about, you're about right. the – It is
0: about championships. It, not,
2: not, 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 in special, not in special hockey, but major, major sport. in major sports, it's about bringing home that last game. So Bill Russell did that better than anybody else. That's true.
1: But he also was a good human being, yes. and he, mm-hmm. he was—it was, was a champion for anybody and everything. So you think about sometimes it's about those who win the sport, maybe able to score the goals, or you know, hit the home runs, or get you know, get the get the mm-hmm. field goals. But at the end of the day, you know, how good are you as a sportsman? You yep, know, yep. how are you good in, within that sports community to grow and attract more people to the game?
0: Yep,
1: to make them feel like that they could be there too.
0: Well, we think you know, that you're a, you're a very good sportsman. We think that that is that is a good definition for you. You've you've grown the game. You've done amazing things. There's 5,500 you know people playing. You know part, that are part of this and a huge part of that's probably from your efforts and work. So we uh, we appreciate that and thank you. And then also thank you for being a Squad locker customer. This is like a Love it's it. a treat to have it you know we we know that we help thousands and tens and thousands of teams all over the place but like hearing these stories are are super meaningful to us because it really hits what we try to do give people more time make sure we expand the game make sure that we're inclusive for everybody is a is I a also, big part it of our also mission
1: makes people see one another and i think you know leaving on that point or you know bringing that bringing that point home is when someone is wearing something that has someone to look oh you too and then all of a mm-hmm. sudden there's a bond and a connection mm-hmm. you know or where did you get that and one of the things that we do like about squad locker is that there's such a variety right mm-hmm. so you finally got my champion reverse weave sweatshirt like i've been mm-hmm. waiting for that one and yep. um i got that and i wore it uh a couple weeks ago at a camp and I probably got like 20 compliments going, you know what? I want that. I want that. And so well, yeah, here's the link, go get it, you know? And, um, it's really important for people to, you know, why do these logos and why do teams have the big banners and, and all the look to them? Is that because you, you identify mm-hmm. to that group. Mm-hmm. I always wear a Washington capitals hat It's on the other side of the camper right now, you know, and we like, Oh, it's, supposed to go caps. or you're all caps or something. Right. And, um, you know, if I'm wearing a Red Sox thing and I'm in New York City, I tend to get booed at. I take it as a compliment, you know. <laughs> yep. But in other words, there's some kind of interaction that happens that makes you feel like you belong to something bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. And then that your team has your back in one way or the other. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's something that Squad Locker uh, makes the smaller teams that wouldn't have the quality. You know, if they're going, you know, sometimes you we can just get really high quality things at a really good price for a way that you know that's accessible like Mm -hmm. a lot of our folks can't always get out to a store just as easy if your kids having an absolute autistic meltdown going shopping's not exactly easy but Mm -hmm. shopping online and making choices together online at the speed that that individual needs to do it, that's priceless. Yep. And that's a really good opportunity. So, we like to mm. make the most of that at every opportunity that we can. So, we thank you for that.
0: Yeah, well, we oh, appreciate thank, it. Thank Thanks, you. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for much. what
2: you do. And we can't wait to see what you guys are doing and follow you along in the future. I know your work's not done. I, I, yep. You can just see the dedication in you and how you, how you, how you. How you how you talk about it, and how it lights up your uh, lights up your face, and by the way, the the American Special Hockey Association
0: logo is fire. Oh, it is a nice logo. It's a great yeah, logo, it a very so. good <laughs> logo. Yeah, it's a it's a very good logo. And then we want to let you get back out. I know that you probably are ready to go out onto the water or something up there, in Maine, because it's the most beautiful I mean, state.
1: I, if I could, can I leave you with one story? Cause I'm it's ready. One I like to tell everybody, yes, and you absolutely. can actually put it in as you want and and why it's important and why sports is important and, and specifically for us at special hockey is that almost every time every festival of the 30 that you saw that we have listed there's always going to be that parent who has never thought that they would be welcomed or be a part of something and their kids out on the ice for the first time for their first real game however it may look it's probably a c-level game um, and we have stinky sock penalties and too many sticks on the ice penalties that happen And that means that somebody hasn't scored and they're going to set it up for that, that athlete to Mm -hmm. finally get their goal. And how we normally see that happening is if everybody observes and seeing how that can be best done, but it has to be authentic. And without fail, that parent is standing at the end of the ice behind the goal terrified of, oh, my God, my kid's going to fall on the ice. My kid's going to have a meltdown. My kid's going to, you know, something's going to happen where they're going to be just embarrassed about something that's happened. And that happens to all of us. We're never really embarrassed for our kids, but we just wish for one moment it was real and that they could have that one moment. And that parent is always sitting at the end of the ice. And one by one, you'll see the other parents start to kind of get around them behind them. And they won't notice them because they're so focused on their kid. And as that kid gets set up for the goal, you'll see more and more parents behind them. And all of a sudden, when that kid finally gets that goal, they turn around and they realize that there's a whole crowd of people cheering for them.
2: Mm,
1: And that's really what's important about sports is how these communities make sure that they don't just have to score that every kid has the ability to achieve their goals. And that is why I'm so proud to do what I do.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's I, nothing better than yeah, get cheered I, for. Yeah I, yeah, I don't. I don't think you can end it any better, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, so, thank you very much for that. Thank you for that American, story.
0: At American Special Hockey, right, is the Instagram handle for you guys? At American,
1: that, at American Special Hockey, Zach runs it because yep. I can't figure notes. Um, we can't either yeah. Max so runs ours, <laughs> and he does a really
0: <laughs> poor job of it. By the way, we think I'm we're guy, shadow I'm bad. the one
1: who does. I do the Facebook, so Zach can steal stuff off of it. um but uh, it's specialhockey.org, we always mm-hmm. tell people to try to visit our website. If you would mind, since I'm here, in about a week, we're going to be releasing our new season video. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called uh, We Belong. Um, and uh, it's a lot of folks saying we belong in hockey and we belong in the game. We belong with our teammates. Mm-hmm. And if you don't mind, I'd love it if you guys would share that. We Absolutely. Just well, of it. course. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We yeah. 100% send we it
0: to us. We, we, we'll share that. Absolutely. So they, and then the Instagram, just so I have it right again, is that American special hockey, but and then it's, what's what the website again? But that's not your fault. She, does, not, Facebook. <laughs> she your, does Facebook. That's not your handle. <laughs> you do the space. You do the Facebook thing. I did do Facebook we have a Facebook, Facebook page? Twitter, Max?
1: Twitter yeah. is special hockey.
0: <laughs> Twitter, what was Twitter again?
1: Twitter is special hockey. Okay. okay.
0: All right. So the and handle I'm thing is still new, new for Dan and I. We're not great on the old social media game. I'm getting good at reels, but no. that's it. So tips a real master. Yeah, really yeah. really good real master. Real, well, I can't even
1: yeah. figure that part out. I called Snapchat Snapfish for the longest time. And you and, all you and Belichick.
0: Money. Yeah. You and Belichick. You did my, some my, no, he face. did SpaceSpace. He did my face. My he, face. And
2: my, space face and my, my space my MySpace and Snapbook? Facebook. No, no, my yeah, maybe it was Snapbook to yeah. him. He always said my face or something like that. After a while, it's just like okay, you're just you're just milking this out. Yeah. a little bit longer.
0: Well, we always like to have a mainer on, so we appreciate it and we'll uh, and Thank we'll Thank you so uh, much, Jen. You'll you'll hear it soon.
1: All right, perfect. Thanks so Thanks, much for your time.
0: All right, bye Jen. Bye
1: bye guys. Pastor Prime is brought to you by Squad Locker. Squad Locker is your one-stop shop for custom team apparel, delivered right to your front door. Learn more by visiting squadlocker.com.